0: Thank you for joining us today. We are so glad that you are with us. My name is Pastor Steve. And my name is Pastor Daniel. And today we've got a message from this last week at Destiny entitled Making the Right Connection. And this is from our Apostle Ian Critchley. He delved into three things, connecting with the divine, connecting with family and connecting with your purpose. We know you're going to be blessed by this message. Here we go. This last
1: week, the Queen gave a message to the Synod, the General Synod of the Church of England, but I think her message is a a message that should be to every church in this land. Her message was given in her absence by the Earl of Wessex, but she said this. She said, it is hard to believe that it is over 50 years since Prince Philip and I attended the very first meeting of the General Synod. She says none of us can slow down the passage of time and while we often focus on all that has changed on the intervening years much remains unchanged including the gospel of christ and his teachings she said one thing stands out supreme and she challenged the people there to bring the people of this country to the knowledge and the love of God. She said this gospel has brought hope and it will bring hope as it is done as it has done throughout the ages. Amen. Thank you, mom, for helping to preach a message to us about being connected with God. <coughs> this is my phone. It needs connection. It's a very simple to begin with message to you that says, um, it needs the connection to the power or it'll go flat. And because this is a smartphone, it needs connection to whatever it is that's out there that it connects to that then puts me in touch with emails, with WhatsApps, with the internet, with YouTube, with church. Uh, And then if, if the connection fails, and then this is just a heap of expensive plastic but when the connection works it's amazing isn't it you need the power that's the plug in and it needs to be i charge it up every night when i'm asleep because i use it a lot during the day Some people tell me their phone lasts them for like three or four or five days, and I say, "Ah, I know you don't use your phone very much. Now, I don't use this as a phone very much, but I do use this then for the second bit. That's the connection with you, with people, and people around the world. This morning, I was in connection with the Destiny Connections Church in Zambia, watching them worship through this phone because of the power of connection. Now, of course, there can be wrong connections. And you take the wrong connection on this and you can go somewhere where you don't want to go and you shouldn't go. Actually, the key is making the right connection. We've got three things to say to you today, very simply. The divine connection, the family connection, and the purpose connection, and I want you to I'm praying now Holy Spirit that you will come and you will minister to us your word and do what I can't do. I'm just a, a bringer, I'm a voice for you today but Holy Spirit I pray that you will do the touching of hearts and that you will capture us in your presence. Amen. That is a saying that it, is, it isn't what you know but it's who you know. <laughs> and we don't like that phrase very much until you come to my message this morning. And then it's not so much what we know, although that's important our theology, that we might know him, but it's who you know that makes all the difference. Amen? Um, When you know God, that makes all the difference. Number one is the divine connection. So if you've got your Bible and you want to turn with me, you go to John chapter 15, and we're going to read some verses fairly lengthy passage from John chapter 15, verse beginning at verse 1. Jesus said this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. How many of you have been part of God's pruning program? Well, that's six of us, I yeah, 8, 10, okay, it's growing up here now. You are already clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Now, remain in me. In other words, make the right connection in me, to me, as I remain in you. So the connection isn't just one way, the connection is both ways. We're connected to him and he's connected to us. No branch can bear fruit by itself, that is, if it's not connected. It must remain, stay connected, in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain are connected in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, and if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. But if you remain in me, if you stay connected, make the right connection in me, and my words remain the right connection in your heart and in your mind, in you, then you'll ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. The reality of relationship is the key factor. The reality of relationship. Many people have some sort of relationship with God they think and uh, they walk into a into a special building and feel like they got close to God I want to tell you something that might be helpful but you can walk a mountain you can walk by the side of the canal you can wake up in your bedroom you, you you can be in the shower you can be wherever you can be eating breakfast at McDonald's and have a relationship a connection with God and there are other fast food giants as well Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 to 10 says this. I consider, this is what Paul is saying to the Philippians, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord, being connected to him. And I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. In our lives, there are things that are important. There are things that are important to you, sitting on your settee at home, there are things that are important for you and your priority list about life. But Paul is saying to the Philippians here, everything else I'm counting as a loss. In other words, it's secondary. It's not as important as to knowing and being connected with Jesus Christ. I wonder whether your desire for connection is so great that you would consider the other things, the important things of life, as being less and even as far as he was concerned not just less but loss compared to the greatness of knowing christ see knowing him is not so much a knowledge of god but it is having that personal connection to and with God and the Bible in these verses uses the illustration of the vine and it talks to us about he is he is the main br- here's the main trunk if you like and we are the branches connected to him and when we're connected to him his life say his life his life, his life yeah. flows into your life his power flows into your life His wisdom flows into your life. His goodness, His revelation, His understanding, His being more than a conqueror flows into all that He is. When you connect in Him, when you have the divine connection, God Himself flows into you. It's not just that we're connected to Him, but He is connected to us and the very life of God. We were looking at that in Colossians last Wednesday. Oh, my, you need to join us this coming Wednesday for chapter 3. It's going to be exciting. And the life of God flows into you. But if not, no branch can bear fruit by itself. That's why the Bible says, you know, that you know, we can try and do things, but it's through Christ that we can do all things. Even about church, it says, you know, we can labor, but our labor is in vain unless the Lord builds a house. It is the, the flow of God, the power of God, the goodness of God flowing into us that makes us who we are and makes us as a church who we are it makes who you are at home right now it makes who you are it's the life the divine connection is wonderful for me to God but it is also from God to me and his life throws into us being accepted by God shows us one or two things it shows that we've been accepted you know, I, I don't connect with somebody that I don't know and that I don't accept. I will have maybe a distant hello, how are you, to somebody. But when, I, when I've when i been ex, accept, when I really connect with somebody, you know, you've got accepted. We've been accepted. We've been forgiven. We've become sons and daughters of the living God. So it shows acceptance. Connection also enables communication. You know, if I want to phone my my friends in, uh, in Malawi or in Zambia or, we've got friends watching us right now from, from Noneton. If I wanna connect with you, Brian or Nigel down there, you're soon gonna be living in Wakefield. It's been a little bit delayed, but it's all right, it's coming, but if I wanna connect with you, then, you know, because of connection, we can communicate. We talk, how are you, and we have this conversation that goes backwards and forwards, and, and that's the way that it needs to be with God. The divine connection gives you communication. It gives you first acceptance, but secondly, it gives you communication. The third thing that happens with connection is change. When you connect with Jesus Christ, He changes your life. He doesn't add Himself to the life that we had, no the old things pass away and behold everything becomes new and he puts us in a process that the Bible refers to as discipleship so that we become more like Jesus yes there is acceptance yes there is communication but but the third thing that's so important is is there's change you know God is looking for change in our lives change in our attitudes Change in our responses, change in our thinking, change in our talking, change in the way that we look, change that we interface with the world. Because too many people have got a connection, well connected, connected with the world, but not so well connected to God. And when you get more connected to the God, I tell you, you'll become less connected to some of the worldly pleasures that are out there. You'll enjoy life, but it will be in a different balance. And the fourth thing that I want to say about this divine connection is not only does it give you acceptance and communication and uh, you, there's change, but also the relationship happens. It's called fellowship with God. Very often times when we talk about fellowship, we talk about fellowship with one another, don't we? But you know the Bible talks about fellowship with the Holy Spirit? You can fellowship with Him. When you are connected to Him, you can fellowship with Him. And you know, sometimes, In fellowship, you don't even need to talk. There's times when me and Rachel are together and we're fellowshipping and we're not even saying anything. And it's not that she fell asleep or I did. We're just being together because we are connected together, because we're relaxed together because we're not having to work or you know with strangers you're work, working all the time at keeping a conversation going and if you're if you're talking with somebody who's not really much of a conversationalist isn't that hard work when I mean, you feel like you have got to keep up your end of the conversation that's really hard you know but but when I was raised I don't feel any need to keep the conversation going all the time because we are at rest with one another that's what fellowship with God is all about that you are together and you are rested in it. You know the most important connection that you will ever make is your connection with God. Awesome. The second connection that I want to talk to you about is the family connection. You know, some people think, I think it's a myth to suggest that you can connect with God and not connect with His body, which is the church. I think that idea comes from people who don't want to be bothered with trying to connect with God's church. It might be because they had a bad experience in the past. It might be that they resent authority. It might be that they're stingy with their money or their time and their diary, and so they don't want to have to support anything other than themselves, and they see the church as inconvenient. Hmm. But God's plan is for us to be connected. This is not supposed to be a dysfunctional family. This is supposed to be the family of God connected together, the family connection where their interconnectivity of fellowship and relationships between us all is a power of good for us. Do you know your destiny and my destiny and our destiny as a church, our destiny is too big for us to accomplish on our own. That's why God provided people to help you, to encourage you on your journey, and I am so grateful for so many good people around this family who've helped us get from where we were to where we are. The interconnectivity of the shared vision that we have shows us that we are a family connected. Let's read something, a fairly lengthy verse again from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to start at verse 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 12, and it says, Just as the body... Now, this picture is all about the church. It says, just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit as to form one body, whether Jew or Greek, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of many parts. The body is not made of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot, should say because i'm not a hand i don't belong to the body it would not for that reason stop being part of the body and if the ear should say because i'm not an eye i do not belong to the body it would not for that reason stop being part of the body if the whole body were an eye where would the sense of hearing be in the bible just beautiful to read it's it's comical isn't it really and then it says, if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. And if they were all one part, where would the body be? And as it is, there are many parts, but one body. That's the family connection. You know, you are such a... You're such a variety. You're such a mix of people. I'm looking around this building. I'm, oh, where have you gone? I'm looking at you at home right now. And, you know, in a little while, I'm going to be looking at, at an even larger group of people than what we have in this first service. In our second service, I'm looking at you, and, and I'm saying, you know, you know uh, well, you've only got to look at me to know that we're a strange bunch, a right, a right funny mix of people. You know, we've got brains and we've got less brains and we've got rich and less rich and we've got beautiful and more beautiful we've got fit and less fit we've got you know skinny and less skinny and you know we're all sort of you know we've got people from so many different nations and different cultures and different backgrounds and yet we form one body and you help us to become that family that God ever intended that we should be. And you know, some people, you know, in a time they've got a little disconnected in the middle of that, but now's our time to get very well connected with the family connection. The church is a body, it is family. This pandemic has been something of a shaking time. It's not possible to go through um, you know, 18 months, what are we, 21 months now since, since the lockdown, and not for there to have been some, some shaking going on. And God allows shaking. In fact, God orders shaking sometimes, and he shakes so that what cannot be shaken will remain. See, the truth of it is that people connect with the family, the church, for all sorts of different reasons. For some, it's their social life. So when you take away the social part of the church, they've got. what else is there? And so they drift away in the wind. For some, their support, they connect with the church because of the support that they receive. But when the government outlaw, outlawed all of that support and all of that connection, then where were they? Some people saw church has been their inspirational uplift on a Sunday morning. They would, people told me that they would walk in here feeling like this and they'd listen to the, you know, the worship and the preaching and they went, whoa, I can get at least as far as Wednesday on this. But then when he took the effort, and if you thought it was an effort to watch us down a camera, you ought to have been where the other side of that camera I tell you, we had to learn something pretty quick on that time. But when it took the effort and you weren't having the friendly faces and you weren't being told really nice things and you weren't in this incredible atmosphere that is family, some people find themselves less connected. See, all those things are good reasons for being at church. Thank God for the social life that we enjoy. Thank God for the uplift. Thank God for all the blessings. Thank God. But actually, we're not gathered for social We're not gathered unto just uplift. We're not gathered unto. The only person that we're gathered unto is the Lord himself. This is the church of Jesus Christ. And with or without all of those nice things, we should still be gathered. See, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter twelve twenty-six. it says, once more I will shake not only the heaven but also uh, the earth but also the heavens so that what can be shaken, that's created things, will be removed so that what cannot, should be sh- cannot be shaken will remain. This pandemic has been tough. But you know it fails into insignificance compared to the persecution that some Christians are still having to face in countries that are intolerant to Christianity, some people I've read about it only this last week are risking their lives to climb into the mountains and secretly go into into caves so the church family can meet, knowing that they could be arrested. Some risk imprisonment for connecting with their church. I know of some people. I know a pastor involved in this who were baptizing people in the open, in a river, where the pastor was there. The line of people wanted to be baptized was on this side. They went into the river, they baptized. And on this side, there was the government forces arresting every person that went down and got baptized. Would you get baptized on that day? Would I? I tell you, sometimes it is inconvenient. But there was such a strength of faith and conviction in the hearts of these many people who said... I'm going to follow Jesus whatever the cost. I'm going to follow Jesus however inconvenient it is. And they were prepared to be baptized there and arrested here for standing up for Jesus. You know, God is longing for us to make the right connection with our family, with or without all the comfort blessings that are on. I want to have all the comfort blessings back, don't you? But you know even if they well they're not all back yet yet nevertheless our family connection is great you see jesus faced it even in his day without a pandemic he was calling people to follow him in in luke chapter 9 verse 59 it says follow me jesus said and and somebody said oh lord first let me go and bury my father another said "Uh, but first do you notice but first two times in these verses he says but first uh, let me go and say goodbye to my family. I mean, if Jesus asked, I mean, you are sit here and I'm sitting here. I'm thinking like if Jesus would called for me, I'd have said, yes, I'm coming. But I wonder how many times we've said to God, but first, but first let me do this. But first let me do my qualification but first let me get married but first let me raise my children but first let me sort this out but first and jesus said no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service of the kingdom of god there's a but first challenge in our lives you see when we have the divine connection we just go up and we oh God you're wonderful and then we can forget him for a few days but realize that we still have this but when it comes to the family connection you know in your natural life in your natural family the need for mom and dad to connect and for children to connect and and all of it it needs a complete connection of the family to make family really work Amen? amen it's the same with the Church, we are the family of God. Thank God that you're connected today. Thank God that you're here. You're doing something good today. You're connecting. And and you know, and, and connect with God's family passionately, even though there are some restrictions still hanging around. and It's not going to be forever. We're getting through this. Don't worry about that. We're getting there. We're getting through this nicely now. But despite it all, we stay connected to the family of God. My third and final point is this. What about the purpose connection? You see there are, well everybody has got a story to tell of how somebody helped them to get from where they were to where they are now. Choosing who you connect with is so important. You connect with the wrong people. and They'll take you down a wrong way and they'll advise you wrongly and they will give you stuff that doesn't take you where you want to go It's important who you connect with. You know, it's important that we look to connect with people and with ministers and a church who has a good faith, who has a genuine integrity, that those people have it in their hearts that they're there to help you, not just you help them, but they want you to win through. You know, when you're truly connected, for instance, to a man of God, he should help you to connect with God first. Not himself. But you will also benefit from being connected to that man of God because there is a strengthening and enriching and enabling that comes through his anointing. Receive an, a, a prophet, for instance, in the name of a prophet, and you will receive the prophet's reward. There's blessing from being connected to people of purpose, but first, it should always be about connecting to Jesus. You know, the apostolic ministry that God gave me is built around this principle. The hundreds of pastors in Malawi and Mozambique and Zambia and India and Poland and the UK are connected with us because they believed in our calling and our anointing that it was for purpose. They saw our testimony, they saw how we loved people, they saw how we would actually do everything we could, that we'd lay down our lives to help them go further faster. It Wasn't about them trying to make me look good. We need to be careful with whom we connect for purpose. It's the same in the local church. We shouldn't just be connecting with the people of purpose in our local church just for their benefit or just for your benefit. It's for our benefit, for in the end, for it's the benefit of the kingdom of God so that we as a church and the kingdom of God can go further, faster. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Happened in the Bible. David, do you remember when he ran away to Adullam's cave? People came to him. He was just a shepherd boy. He was a young boy, but destined to be king. And there were people around him. But it wasn't just those people that were around David at that time that helped him on his journey to become king. They, in doing that, fulfilled their own destinies. And when they look back in their life later, it wasn't just David became king, but they were able to say, and we had a journey ourselves and ended up fulfilling this. It was the same for Jonathan who connected with David in such a very special way. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 3 says this, Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved David as himself. There was a connection for purpose, and Jonathan and David, they, they saw it. Elisha and Elijah had the same purpose connection. Elisha served Elijah, and Elijah said, if you see me when I'm going, are you are going to get a double portion? That was a cry of his, of his heart. I want a double portion. Well, you would not, Elisha was determined that he was not going to let Elijah go. He was not going to be absent from that meeting. He was not going to miss that special moment. And, and of course, when Elijah was caught up to the Lord. His mantle came, fell on him. And it was great for Elijah to have Elisha connection for purpose. But then it became great for Elisha that he connected with the man of purpose, Elijah, because he got a double portion of his anointing. Moses had Aaron and he had Joshua. Same in the New Testament. There's Paul and Silas and Paul and Barnabas and many others and hundreds of you down the years and around the world i have done that to me and the team that's here at Destiny. That's how we got from where we were to where we are. And it's how we're gonna be to get from where we are now to all that God has got for us in our future. We're writing a new chapter together. I'm believing that we're going to reach further than we've ever gone before, and I believe that we're going to get there faster. It's a new dawn. The dawn is rising on a new day. It's not pull out the old file. It's not do like it was before the pandemic. It's going to be God has brought us through. We've learned so much during this pandemic, and I tell you, I'm very determined that the things that we've learned during this time, we're going to take with us into the new day. It's not go back to where we were. No, we've learned things. Hallelujah. Who would have ever thought that this old preacher could learn how to preach down literally this camera. every time you ever saw me preach during lockdown, I preached into this, all as I had that was that there, and I had to go and preach this into this little box here, you know, and thank God for connection, huh? I don 't want to. And think of the effect of that. There are people listening to us today in various parts of this country and around the world who were not listening to us before this, and it's the same with the midweek stuff. We've been analyzing the numbers of people looking at our Bible teaching midweek. We are three, if not four times more than we would ever have believed to have been able to reach midweek in Bible teachings these days. We're not going to go back to where we were. We're moving on forward, having learned some of the lessons that God has done for us. DC TV, when you look at that, we didn't have that before the lockdown. Look at DCV TV, it's brilliant. I watch it. I love it. Yeah? We're not gonna give away any of the clues about who's behind the puppets and, or anything. I mean, it's amazing, it wasn't. we're not gonna lose it. We're not gonna go, oh well, now we're back to it. You know, this is what we used to do before. Listen, together with purpose We're reaching for more and for better because God has got an awesome plan for us. So I'm asking you the question as I conclude, is it time for you to make a new connection with God? Has it got lapsed? Has it become weak? Has it become fragile? Today's a day to say, God, I'm coming to the altar and I'm giving you my life again. I'm connecting. Or is it a time for you to make a renewed connection? You know, if you've never made a connection to to God, you could do it right now. It's called becoming a Christian. It's called coming to faith. You know, and I don't know whether there's somebody here or somebody watching me at home. If you've never come to faith in Jesus Christ, today's your day to make a connection with God. Let Him make a connection with you. And you know, something will change in your life and you'll become a brand new man.
0: That was great, and I'm sure you've been blessed by that. You know, let's not forget ever to keep connecting with God and keep connecting with our church family and God's purpose for you. You know, if you ever want to come and join us at Destiny for an in-person service, if you haven't been able to yet, you can, because at 9.15 and 11 o'clock, we have our services, and our postcode is WF14AF. And we would love to hear from you as well. You can send us an email at destinychurch.co.uk. You can also connect with us on Instagram, on TikTok, and on Facebook as well. So do check us out on there. Thank you for joining us this week, and we shall see you on the next podcast. Goodbye.